happiness through growth. And the way we do that is by bringing you the tools, tips, and tricks to kill every day and own your fucking life. I'm Bawanka. I'm your host. It's episode 70. And you know we about to bring that hot fire. So today, we got a special guest for you. Safraz 2.0, a.k.a. your favorite realtor, a.k.a. This guy's life has changed a lot, and he's got an incredible story that he's going to get to share with us today. Safraz, how you doing? I'm doing incredible. I'm happy to be here. It's uh, been a long time since I first heard the podcast, probably 10 months ago, and here we are today. Hey, yay, yay, yay. All right, so before we even jump into it, I know you told me, like, You've been, you've been riding with us for a long time, listening to the podcast from pretty close to damn near the beginning. Um, but you said like one of your, one of your goals, like you, you listen to the podcast and you're like, man, one day I'm going to be on the podcast. And now here you are today. We're happy to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks a lot for coming, man. Thanks a lot for coming. So me and you, we met. We met at, I think it was our first ever growth talk. Yes. Um, you came. I had no clue who you were. I thought you were, I thought you were Jaff's cousin. Yeah, you Jay. did ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what up, man? Are you Jay? You're like, no, nah, I'm Safraz. I was like, sorry, bro. <laughs> I remember that one. I was like, man, I'm not Jay. I'm getting confused for another brown guy. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Jaff set me up, man. He set me up. He's like, he's like, yeah, my cousin's coming. He's got a beard. And then, you know, you're Tamil, you got a beard. I'm like, that must be Jazz yeah, yeah. Cousin. <laughs> fair game, fair game, man, fair game. <laughs> okay, so anyways, we met and I've watched you and your whole entire life, basically everything about it has changed. Your whole mindset has changed. I've seen you go from someone who only wanted to give 50, 60% to someone who's given 90, 95, 100% all the time, right? So kind of... Let us know a little bit more about about who you are and, and and who your what your mindset was like before you started uh, adapting more of a growth mindset. Before I adapted the growth mindset, I'd say I was someone who didn't give it his all. Whether that be um, at my fitness, at my relationships, my personal happiness at work, it was always 60%, maybe 50% uh, on a good day. And the reason behind that is because I knew I could get by. Uh, I knew I could get by doing the 50-60% because it was enough to get me by you know, 28 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And it was enough to, to get me through the day where I didn't need to exert myself, but I can just run with it and still perform at a, a decent level. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So you felt like you were doing, you're doing pretty good. Everything's, every life is good, man. Life what what are you going to give a hundred for? Exactly. I was, th- that was a real question is why do I need to give hundred when 60% was enough? Why do I need to go out and exert myself and really work hard when I was getting pretty decent results doing the 60%? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to kind of touch on your backstory because I know you got a, you got a pretty crazy backstory. I want to kind of, let's set the tone. Um, let the people know who you are, where you came from, and uh, how you got to to here, where you are today. Because you, what you always say, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, I always say I'm not supposed to be here. Um, so, I was born in Sri Lanka. Uh, born in Sri Lanka. My mom was poor. My dad was poor. I have two older siblings at the time. Uh, we immigrated to Canada when I was four years old. That's a story I hate telling people. Just the FYI. When I was younger, people used to ask me, Oh, where are you from? I say, I'm born and raised in Toronto because I was almost embarrassed mm-hmm. to be an immigrant. 
Anyways, came to Canada. Uh, we had a decent life for the first part of our lives, uh, but something really changed in grade eight for us. Um, my mom was a housewife. So my dad exited the scene around that time, and we went from having a decent life. You know, we were, we were still lower income, but we were decent to, you know, life switched on, on us. Um, my mom was on welfare starting grade eight. Um, I went from, you know, sharing a, still sharing a bedroom to now sharing a basement bedroom with six of my cousins and two of my brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went from eating decently to a week later. I remember one week where, you know, we ate fish sticks and mashed potatoes every night. That was our dinner. It was the frozen stuff. My cousin would grill it and we'd eat it. Um, so life changed very drastically. So from then on, you know, from grade eight till I was 21, my mom was on welfare. Um, I shared a room, grown man. I was still working, but I had to share a room because we had no space. We were still, by definition, poor. Um, I, uh, luckily, I went to a high school where we had uniform. So I only had, I only had one uniform for four yeah. years yeah. because that's all we could afford because the uniform was like 40 bucks. So I had one uniform. It was black. No one knew it was dirtier. No one knew whatever. I just wore that. I'd buy my you know, $10 jeans, my $20 shoes and survive. And that took me to, to 18 years old. Um, you know, I started working when I was 14. I remember when I first, my mom hooked me up with a job. It was, uh, I had to take the box from downstairs to upstairs. It was a, like a warehouse job. Mm-hmm. When I got the first job, it was cash because I was on welfare, right? Uh, technically on welfare. So I was, I was working for five bucks an hour. And I remember I finished the first day of my job and I was like, the five bucks is not enough. Can I get a raise? And he's like, sure, I'll give you six. I'm, I was ecstatic because I just got a dollar raise, right? Yeah. I was 14 year old, probably in grade nine, 10. And, and that was the first part of, of my life. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. You, you, you've been through a lot. Uh, but yo, that's, that's actually big time that you're 14 years old. And after your first day, you're like, yo, I need a raise. <laughs> you, and you got it too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where the first part of my negotiation skills got, came to play. Okay. So then your, your life goes on and, uh, you become a realtor and, uh, you're killing it as a realtor. When I met you, you're already killing it as a realtor. Um, but you said like you wanted, you wanted more, like things are, everything is good financially, but you're like, there's, there's more to life than just money and, and I want more. And what was, how did you get that mindset? How did you decide, like, I want to start making a change? I think it starts before I even wanted to make a change or I needed to make the change. What happened was, you know, growing up poor, I went into finance. I studied finance. The whole objective when you graduate university and you're in that life is to make six figures, 100K. If someone says they made 100K to me, I'm like, man, that's a lot of money. 100K, it's almost, you know, before taxes, at least like nine, $10,000 a month. So my whole life goal was to make 100K. And I knew until I got there, I could never be happy mm-hmm. because that was my life goal. I'm, I'm going to be that poor kid that makes it out and makes six figures. So when I became a realtor, you know, life was great. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I, instead of making six figures, I made, instead of making 100 grand, I made more, mm-hmm. right? So... Financially, I felt accomplished. I felt like I achieved my life goal at 26 years old. And then I'm like, okay, but when I was making 40, 50 grand and now I'm making way more, my happiness level hasn't changed. My effort level, I noticed, I always kept thinking like, okay, I made 200 giving 50%. You know, maybe I give 60%, I can make a little bit more. But I realized like I was still talking those numbers in my head to myself. I doubled my sales goal and I was like, I got no additional happiness even thinking about the goal. Mm-hmm. So then I realized, I didn't realize it, but I, I started thinking like there has to be more to life than money. 
because you know I'm a finance guy, I run numbers. So I said, if I'm making a million dollars a year, that's hundred grand a month. What does Safras do with hundred grand a month? Okay, you get a nice car, you get a really nice car, three thousand dollars a month. You get a mansion, that's six thousand dollars a month. That's nine thousand dollars out of your hundred thousand. What are you gonna do with the ninety thousand? I was really confused. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. I'm a, I'm still the poor kid by heart, so there has to be more to life than money. Mm-hmm. And I spent. 26 years searching just for money and when i got it i felt i've never felt that lost and that empty in my whole life and that's when i realized or i knew like something had to give and something had to change um and that's when i you know started i heard the podcast that was probably when i first started i'm like oh these guys are talking about growth these guys are talking about improving your life and you know just thinking of it made me happier than making all this money Mm -hmm. so i was like let me switch the mindset and, and that's kind of how the journey started. Okay, okay, amazing. So you come in. I mean, we did, you came to the first growth talk. I know you got inspired. You you made your first twenty one. What was your What was your first twenty one? <laughs> My first twenty one was to wake up at five a.m. Five a.m. Five five a.m. Five thirty. I was like, I remember Blanca saying like, that's what everybody does. Go to the gym five days a week. That's their first twenty one. Go to the gym or wake up really early. And you said, that's really difficult. So to me, when you said that to everybody, I took it as a challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, fuck Blanca. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to show him how much of a badass I am. And I'm going to wake up at 5.30 tomorrow and the day after and the day after. And you know what? It, it worked the first day and it worked the second day. And the third day, I'm like, man, fuck Blanca. I'm going <laughs> to sleep in today. So it kind of switched because I realized like I was, I w- I'm never a late sleeper. I don't sleep in mm-hmm. uh, often. I would still wake up at 8. 8.30, but, you know, I was like, okay, I can get more accomplished if I woke up in the morning. But I realized, like, you, now I realize, I guess you can't just make a three and a half hour jump to wake up earlier. Your body's not going to be able to adjust it and your mind. My mind, now looking back, although, you know, at that time I thought I was, again, this, this badass realtor making all this money, all this stuff. I realized that my mind was weak. I think that was the biggest thing. My mind was weak. Mm-hmm. So although I could muster up enough will to wake up at 5.30 for a couple of days, I didn't have enough in me to continue that path. Okay. Yo, that's big to say that, man. Yeah. Okay. So what happened? You, 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 you weren't able to do it. And then what, what, do you, what did you change? You changed your 21? Or- I, I changed my 21. I made it easier. I said, I said, I'm going to, I believe I said, I'm going to wake up 30 minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. So instead of waking up at 5, 5.30, I said, okay, let me do 7.30. And you know what? I was able to do it. So I got seven days through um, and then I fell off. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to run through that 21s like it meant nothing. Again, my whole goal was to say, I could do this. These guys don't know what Safras is made of. <laughs> that was the whole point. Yeah. Because And and now I realize like it, it all comes from me having to prove myself throughout my life. Mm-hmm. So that was a negative trait that I kept because I was, was trying to prove people wrong. Whereas I could have just held back and said, you know what? Let me just run the 730 and go from there. So yeah, I made it to the seventh day. I fell off and I started again and I made it to day 13. Fantastic. I started again. And then I did eventually make it to, to day 21. Uh, that was 730. Uh, and you know, today I woke up at 5 a.m. Hey, hey, and, hey. and it's, it, like waking up is the easiest thing I can do. That's the least of my worries now. Yeah, you woke up at 5 a.m. You you met us at 5.50, went for a little run. Then we got that workout in. Um, yeah, so that's that's a big improvement because that was probably, what, eight months ago? Eight months ago. Eight months ago, you're waking up around eight. Now it's become easier for you to wake up at five. Um, okay, so after that, we ended up doing the four-hour morning. Yes. At the four-hour morning, that's where you got to create your goals. You got to create a letter to myself. Um 
through after that whole experience, during that whole experience, the main thing I remember that you were saying is is clarity. From this, I'm getting clarity. So kind of let us know, like, what, what was the feeling? Uh, how did you even feel going into the four-hour morning uh, compared to how you felt at the end of it? Um, to be quite honest, when you told me that I had to wake up at 4.44, I thought you were crazy. Uh, <laughs> that was the first time. I'm like, this guy is crazy. Uh, you know, what I, what I thought of you was superhuman. That would be the right word. I was like, me and Bianca were not the same. We're not alike at all. This guy wakes up at 4.44. I'm only waking up at 7.30. He's like Kobe Bryant and I'm just, you know, in high school still. That yeah. was a, that was a mentality I had, right? And, and getting into there, before that, I realized like I had, I had big goals. So it was just one, I had one goal actually every year. It was a number. Mm-hmm. It was just a, it was an income number and that would always increase. And that was the only goal I had. I never had a set routine for the action I would take to achieve the goal. It was just a goal. And some way, somehow, because the goal was small enough, I would achieve it, right? But I never, because I didn't set the actions to get the goals done, I didn't set the routines. I didn't set the amount of calls I had to do. I didn't set what my fitness goals was. And it, I had a fitness goal. It was just a weight. Safras is 160 pounds. I used to go to the gym two times every three weeks, mm-hmm. right? I'd go like bi-weekly three days, fall off. So it was a lack of clarity in that sense where I didn't set my goals. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was to achieve that day. And if you don't know what you're going to achieve that day, how are you going to achieve anything, right? So after the four-hour morning, I realized, like, now I have a plan. It only took me four hours to make a plan. Yeah. So we were able to make the plan. We were talking about our goals, about my letter to myself. And, you know, the letter to myself, even when I read it now, it makes me emotional to a point. Mm. Because I realized, like, my whole life I've spent giving 60%. Now I'm able to give much more. Maybe not 100% yet. But I'm on the path to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And now I wake up every day. I read my goals seven days a week. Hey, I meditate seven days a week. Hey, I do Spanish six days a week. Hey, you know, I'm doing, I make, you know, one of the biggest things. And when you first told me about it, I thought it was stupid. You know, you've heard it before. Make your bed. Yeah. I swear on my life. Well, I didn't really have a bed. First and foremost, I had a mattress, but I probably haven't made my bed in my life mm-hmm. ever in my life today. And every day now, I make my bed as soon as I get up. It's the first thing I do. Okay. Right? Okay. So, so you, you've made a lot of big changes. And right now, like you said, like before, like you thought I was like, I was superhuman, but really I'm just a regular guy who just learned how to build some good habits. There's probably people who are listening to you right now being like, yo, this guy wakes up at 5 a.m., does all these things every single day. He's superhuman. People are probably thinking of that about you. But again, you're just, a regular guy who worked at something, you got good at these habits, and, and that's become who you are now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, then from there, you got into, into growth coaching. And that's when, that's when shit started to get, to get real serious. And we started having, uh, we started having check-ins once every single, every single week. Um, what made you be like, okay, I want to do growth coaching? I, I, what I liked about you and what I learned about you is that all your steps were practical. It wasn't, Safras, tomorrow you're waking up at five, show up at the gym. Otherwise, we're not working together. No, you're like, Safras, you should actually take the opposite approach. So I realized it's a very realistic and practical approach. And it made sense. I'm like, you know, Bonko might be superhuman. I was like, at the time, I was like, he might wake up at 444. Maybe I can wake up at 637. I'll be happy with that. Maybe he reads 30 minutes. Maybe I can read once a week for 10 minutes. So 
the reason why I took it is because it was very practical. It was very doable. And after the four-hour morning, I realized like you can set the path to do it. But one thing that's really important is to set an account. You need to have an accountability coach. If you don't have an accountability coach, you're not, you might be able to accomplish certain things, but you can accomplish more doing it when someone checks in with you. Mm -hmm. So that was probably number one. And then I realized like you had much more insight from me. uh, You had much more insight on how to develop good habits, how to create great actions, how to get the results that I wanted. So I was like, I could go about this and learn the hard way. And truthfully, so I haven't ever been able to do it. So how am I going to figure it out myself? It was easier and smarter and faster to go with through you. And I, as soon as I met you, I res- I could tell you were a leader. I respected everything you brought to the table. And when you called me, I was like, okay, done. Like, where do I sign up? <laughs> that was, that was my question. Well, before we go into that, believe it or not, it was kind of like a manifestation weird thing, but when I first listened to the podcast, I said in my heart and in my, my mind, I was like, I wish one day would Blanco would call me and tell me he would coach me. Boom. Then it, it happened. Just, just like that. And then a couple of weeks later, I'm like, when you called me, it said Blanco. I'm like, hell yeah, baby. Here we go. <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it's, it's, yeah. And, uh, and to the superhuman point, uh, you know, I used, I think uh, by nature, I used to look up to so many people, right? So I look up to everybody. So as soon as you start just solely looking up to somebody, they become superhuman, right? So typically people look up to athletes and, and you know, your favorite businessman or a multi-billionaire. And then you think that they're different than you. But what I'm realizing now is we're much more similar than we are different. Mm-hmm. Every single person. You can meet a, a billionaire and guess what? They probably wake up at 6 a.m. They eat the same food you eat, maybe a little bit better. They work out maybe 30 minutes to an hour a day. They, they do certain things and, and they've just been able to do it for so long yeah. that the result has now become billions, right? And the problem is everybody thinks that, you know, Blanca's superhuman, 444, Safras, 5 a.m., 530. Like, man, like six months ago, I didn't even want to meditate. Okay, okay. Let's see. You want to, you want to take it back six months, eight months. <laughs> so tell the people about, before you started reading, like like recently, <laughs> yeah, yeah. when was the last time you read a book before that? The last time I read a book was in grade three. I, and the reason why I remember that, it's funny, uh, it was Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I believe it came, around, it came out around that time. It was in ga- grade three. And the reason why I remember that I read that book was because I stole it from the public library because mm-hmm. I wanted to read it. And it, it, I was a bad reader and a slow reader. So I took it home and I just never returned it. And, you know, now going back in time, I realized I didn't even finish that book. Mm-hmm. It was 300 odd pages. I don't remember the exact amount, but I didn't finish reading that book. And since that day, I've hated reading. Mm-hmm. Till recent, I, I hated reading. I thought only nerds read. I was a cool kid. I was like, man, I'm not going to read. That's what the nerds do. Why do I have to read? That was my whole life. Yeah. Okay. So that was the last book you read. Then you started reading. You're, you're reading books here, reading books there. And now... You're at the point, and you said you were a slow reader. Yes. Now you're at the point that you've learned how to speed read. You, and I, I don't remember what the number was. You told me it was like 40 pages in like a, a crazy amount of time. Yeah. What, what was it? So so what happened was uh, I was reading slow and, I, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day. And I was like, you know, I'm only getting like a couple pages done. I was like, I know there, now that I realize it's like everything, you can work on everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there has to be a way that I can read faster. And, and comprehend what I'm reading. So I, I did some research and 
So the guy was doing the test. I was reading like 250 words per minute, right? So the test was before and then after. So, and then I timed myself that I was reading close to 400 words per minute, almost doubled. And now I can probably read 40 pages in 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I don't even know, okay. but, but it's a lot faster and it's a lot more efficient for me to do that now. All right. So this is, you're hearing it from someone who never read, started reading, then said, I want to read faster, learned how to speed read. And now you, you read at a crazy rate, man. You read way faster than me. I read out loud. So I'm, I'm still slow. <laughs> yeah. I'm, but, I'm learning. Like it's all, uh, everything, you know, I, you just have to take the small steps to do it. And to be quite honest, when I first listened to the podcast, a uh, long time ago, I'm like, man, why do we need to do things slow? Why can't we just do it fast? Why can't I just lose 20 pounds in a week? Why can't I just go to the gym six days a week for eight weeks and lose, you know, all these things? Because that's what we're taught, I think, by society, by Instagram, by Facebook, is that you need Quick immediate growth. Exactly. Yeah. The 90-day plan. When you exit the 90-day plan, you're a multimillionaire, you're 155 pounds, you're looking great, you could jump to the sky. That's what they teach you. Uh, and I did buy into that. And now in hindsight, I realize that's the opposite of what's true. That may get you short-term results, but because of who you are and the habits you've built for, if you're 30 years old, that's 30 years of habits. You kind of have to erase it and replace it. It's just, we're just like software. We're just like our phones. You have to keep on updating the software. Otherwise, we're going to have the same performance as we did on the iPhone too. Okay. Okay. Man, let's bring us some hot fire. Hot fire alert. <laughs> okay. Right there. You're just telling us like, yo, consistency over everything. everything 100%. Okay, so now you, your life has changed like a crazy amount over these last eight months. You're, you're meditating now, you wake up early, make your bed, all that good stuff. So what would you say is like the, the, the most important thing or what has impacted you the most on this journey? I think the most, I think meditating. Meditation? Meditation. Uh, before I heard of meditation in what we do now, I thought it was for hippies, man. Yeah. I thought it was for those gypsies that don't have jobs, that are unemployed, that like to meditate in the park for three hours and chant. That's my vision. And now I'm like, man, I meditate every day. And mm -hmm. I love doing it because as soon as I start meditating and I get into the zone, I control my breathing. I'm able to focus on after I'm done meditating, I'm able to control my thoughts. So if I have a bad habit of going on Instagram, I start going on Instagram, I'm like, Man, it's not good for me. Close Instagram, right? I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing. Now I can retract myself from doing that action. Whereas in before, it'll be three hours and I've been on Instagram for three hours. Mm -hmm. So meditating is absolutely number one and I do it every day. Sick, sick, man. You got a meditation in, in here before the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it, it helps you uh, calm your mind, give you clarity. And that's exactly why I'm on this journey to get clarity as to what my purpose is and what the purpose of life is. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, so where can where can people find you? Your number one realtor. <laughs> so I'm your favorite realtor. I'm on Instagram mostly, Safraz.lafir, my first name dot Lafir. I post daily and can you, I, can you spell it real quick? Sure. It's Safraz S-A-F-R-A-S dot Lafir L-A-F-E-E-R. And that's on Instagram. I'm I'm primarily on that. You can DM me if you had any questions, would love the opportunity to chat. Okay. Okay. Now, before we, before we shut it down and this podcast, the last thing that I want to ask you is what would you tell somebody who is in the position that you were in before that maybe doesn't know 
what will make them happy. Maybe they're only given 60%. What's, what's the one piece of advice that you'd want to give? Um, I was thinking about this last week and the, the best piece of advice that I would give myself, you know, a year ago and anybody that's in my position is it's weird, but I say you either need a therapist or you need a coach. Hey. One of the two. And the reason why you need one of the two is, you know, as humans, we only know what we know. I don't know what I don't know. I didn't know that you had, you should meditate. I didn't know that you should read. I just thought these are my habits. I'm going to keep it and move on. But now when you have a coach or someone, a mentor or a coach or a therapist, they can educate you and teach you what you don't know. Make sure you find a coach and a, or a therapist or someone that you look up to, that you respect. And that's doing the things you want to do, right? Because if you, if they're not doing that, then you might not respect them and might not value their opinion and therefore, uh, it's a waste of your time and theirs especially. So make sure you get a coach because, you know, they've done what you want to do. And this will just, instead of taking the stairs, maybe you could take the elevator. Sick. I like that a lot, man. It's it's important because, yo, they're going to see you don't know what you don't know. That's what it always comes back to. So I'm going to get one more one more piece of advice. If someone, you know, they, they're, they're worried about getting a coach or they just want to start small, what, what would you say to them? I... You know, I'd say you have to commit. You're going to have to commit. It's, uh, you're going to have to make sure you're dedicated to get to the coach. Don't be nervous. I, I used to be shy, not shy, but more embarrassed because then I used to hate asking questions because in school, when you put your hand up and you get it wrong, you're embarrassed because people think you're stupid. So for me, my whole life, I would hate asking questions. I would hate putting my hand up. I'd sit in the back of the class because I was a cool kid. That's what cool kids did, right? Or, or so I thought at least. Um, and you know, now I ask, you have to ask for help. If you don't have the funds or you don't have the, uh, you have everything else besides the money, perhaps you have time, you have time to dedicate. You could say, you know what, mentor or coach, I don't have money to give you right now or the funds to pay. I'll do whatever you need me to do. I will clean your dishes. I will walk your dog. I'll do anything you need me to do because that's the best, best way to go about it, right? You're either giving them your time or your money. And if you don't have money, guess what? You have tons of time. Mm. Because if you didn't have time, you'd have more money, right? So it's all correlated, I think. And and just go all in, man. Like even when we first started, you know that I didn't go all in. Because again, I still had that mentality that you like, this is who I am. I'm that badass. I can get shit done. You tell me something, do something. I will do it plus two and tell you that it's done. But, but you know, that's just the ego talking. Remove the ego, remove the fakeness that you hide behind, be your authentic self, be vulnerable. That's the only way you can heal and, you know, become the 2.0 version of yourself. Hey, 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 hey. I like that, man. I like that. All right. So Safraz, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been incredible to see your life change. Man, this guy has, he, you've come so far. Like, thanks brother. Even something as simple as just making your bed, you know, that leads to cleaning your house. You start eating better. You start working out more. You just become way more consistent. Life just starts changing and evolving. Man, you're always calling me being like, yo, my quantum possibilities. Yo, I wrote this thing down. Boom, it just happened the next day. Yo, I wrote this next thing down. Yo, it just happened. So, guys, man, I hope you guys are learning something from this. You're getting some value from this. Be sure to tell your friends about the Continual Growth Podcast because that's what we want to do, everybody. We want to help each other. Each one, teach one. 
And if you're someone who is looking for growth, uh, growth coaching, um, if you're determined, you know, you're already a hard worker, you know what you want, you just don't know how to get there, make sure to contact us. Continual growth on Instagram, continualgrowth.ca. And if you have questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, slide in the DM. We got answers. We'll talk about it. Just let us know. And other than that, kill every day and own your fucking life. Bless us.